start by offering my gratitude to Roger for the invitation to be with you in worship. My gratitude to Jack, Nico, Heather, and all who made today's service possible. Friends, thank you. No day, no day is a given, not even this day. So how blessed it is that you are here together in this space, real or virtual, and during this time made sacred by your presence, by your intentions. Friends, how I wish I could be with you in person to share in worship, in time and space, to know that we are human together, doing our best to create community and make meaning on this Sunday morning. Even though I cannot be with you, it is good to lift our hearts in song. It is good to share our burdens, sorrows, to celebrate our joys. It is good to feel the web of community that holds us, whether we are here in person or online. In a world that feels very much like it is breaking apart. I am grateful that you are here on this day, creating loving community, creating holy community. Life has been overwhelming. Has that been your experience as well? The news is a torrential flood of despair and in truth, in so many places in the past 12 months, we've experienced very real floods as temperatures hit higher highs and lower lows around the globe. And just when you think we're emerging from unprecedented times with the pandemic, we're forced to remember that there is a centuries old pandemic of white supremacy that has not taken a pause and shows no signs of pausing. My mom, my mom says, God doesn't give you more than you can handle. And lately it seems like God has maybe overestimated just how much we could take or else God is on vacation or perhaps God knows something about humankind that we've forgotten about ourselves and we desperately, desperately need to remember. The truth is, I don't believe in an omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God. And when I'm swirling in hurt and overwhelm, I feel the need to believe in something, to grasp some shred of understanding that would explain the what and the why of the experiences we are living through. And maybe you can relate. Maybe like me, sometimes you look for signs, for messages, even though you know, you know that it's probably not super rational, but still, you keep an eye out, just in case. And so recently, when I happened upon a poem titled Kiss by Ellen Bass, I read it and I paused. I paused and I, I had this moment of asking to no one in particular, what is the universe, the holy God, somebody trying to tell me now? Let me just share the poem with you. It's Kiss by Ellen Bass. When Lynn saw the lizard floating in her mother-in-law's swimming pool, she jumped in. And when it wasn't breathing, its body limp as a baby drunk on milk, she laid it on her palm and pressed one finger to its silky breast 
with just about the force you need to test the ripeness of a peach, only quicker, a brisk little push with a bit of a spring in it. Then she knelt, dripping wet in her Doc Martens and her Camaro t-shirt with the neck ripped out, and bent her face to the lizard's face, her big plush lips to the small stiff jaw that she'd pried apart with her opposable thumb. And she blew a tiny puff into the lizard's lungs. The sun glared against the turquoise water. What did it matter if she saved one lizard? One lizard more or less in the world. But she bestowed the kiss of life again and again until the lizard's wrinkled lids peeled back, its muscles roused its own first breath, and she set it on the hot cement where it rested a moment before darting off. What is the universe, the holy, God, somebody, the poet Ellen Bass trying to tell us now? Imagine fully dressed in the misfits uniform, Doc Martens leather, not inexpensive, diving in before anyone can protest, diving in without hesitation and lifting with care a creature whose existence we seldom give thought to, diving in without hesitation, drenched now without a change of clothes even, to offer a salvation, one fingertip, a brisk little push with a bit of a spring in it offering life, resurrection, in the form of a tiny puff of air. Hmm. Did she even stop to ponder if it would work? CPR on a lizard, who ever heard of such a thing? Was she hoping to turn into a princess royalty of some sort? A lizard, it doesn't even have thumbs for God's sake. It literally can't make anything. It will never be able to participate in a capitalist economy and prove its worth by accumulating wealth or well, anything for that matter, it's a lizard. And here we are, the poet is telling us that having pried apart the lizard's stiff jaw with her opposable thumbs, she bestowed the kiss of life again and again. And the poet is asking us, what did it matter if she saved one lizard? I read this poem and I paused. I studied my opposable thumbs. I, I studied them. I studied my opposable thumbs. What, I asked, does it mean to be human? What does it mean to be human in a time such as this, when the world is turning, when there is a flood of despair and overwhelm, when all manner of disruption and injustice is taking up space in our government, schools, laws, streets? What does it mean to be human? Maybe it's difficult to know where and how to dive in whom and what to hold with gentleness, with care, who and what to save. Hmm. Remember the spotted lanternfly? It's possible that with all that is taking place in the world, it's no longer top of mind. So to remind you, the spotted lanternfly is an invasive species that needs to be gotten rid of upon sight. 
Last summer, its prevalence grew in the Northeast and neighborhoods were on high alert. If one spotted the spotted lanternfly, instructions were to stomp it out and report it. Enter nine-year-old Bobby with a heart full of concern for her neighborhood, which included plants and trees and probably the whole world. She took it upon herself to canvas her neighborhood trees, tracking the presence of the spotted lanternfly, ready to disarm them with a mixture of soap, water, and apple cider vinegar. She would approach trees, study leaves, protecting the plants one spray at a time. She felt it her duty to help. She had taken up the call to stomp it out. That was the campaign collecting as many spotted lanternflies as she could because every little bit helped. Now, three months into this courageous and solo undertaking, someone, a neighbor, called the police. Someone, a neighbor, complained to the police about a little black woman walking and spraying stuff on the sidewalks and trees. That someone said, I don't know what the hell she's doing. She scares me though. Someone, a neighbor, proclaimed to be afraid of a child who lived in the neighborhood across from them for eight years. We read the news often enough to know how this story could have ended, right? We read the news often enough to know that neighbors aren't always neighborly and to protect and to serve applies only to a small segment of the population. To protect and to serve isn't always invested in saving everyone. It isn't always willing to truly witness the humanity in everyone. We read the news often enough to know that black and brown bodies aren't afforded vulnerability, innocence, and childhood. Who would you dive into the pool for? Who would I, I wonder? The poet Elizabeth Alexander in her poem, Praise Song for the Day writes, Some live by love thy neighbor as thyself. Others by first do no harm or take no more than you need. What if? The mightiest word is love. Love beyond marital, filial, national. Love that casts a widening pool of light. Love with no need to preempt grievance. Some live by love thy neighbor as thyself. What if the mightiest word is love? Would love as the mightiest of words ban histories from being taught? Would love punish and ostracize LGBTQ youth for trying to exist? Would love criminalize women's bodies and choices? Would love steal the lives of others under the guise of protecting neighborhoods? Or would love remind us? Would love remind us that to be human is to care and to care is to use that which we've been given our opposable thumbs and compassion and breath to be here for all of us. Would love remind us that written on each one of us in invisible ink are the words handle with care, no exceptions. That ours is the task of prying apart anything that seeks to deny any one of us a chance to thrive. For Bobby, the intrepid spotted lantern fly catcher, 
A group of Yale scientists and professors who called themselves her Yale aunties dove in and bestowed the kiss of life, bringing Bobby to campus to meet other black female scientists, honoring her with ceremony and offering recognition of her work, prying apart a narrative that limited who and what she could be, prying apart and disrupting the potential for lifelong harm. God professes my mom, does not give you more than you can handle. And perhaps God knows something about us that we have forgotten about ourselves. And that is, especially in times such as these, we need not harm each other. We need each other to be and to remain human. We need each other to be and to remain human. We need the whole to thrive. Some live by love thy neighbor as thyself. Others by first do no harm or take, more, take no more than you need. What if the mightiest word is love? Love beyond marital, filial, national. Love that casts a widening pool of light. Love with no need to preempt grievance. Love that is one small gift of breath. One moment of diving in, fully clothed, a tiny hope flowing from one being to another. Doing something utterly foolish but wild with possibility. Overflowing with thoughtless compassion just because because we should all be handled with care, because we are here and this is the reason we are here for all of us. Nothing else, no reward, no thought of if the recipient is deserving or worthy or why bother. Maybe the world won't change, but someone's world will just for a moment and you will too not into a god or an angel or a savior or royalty but perhaps you will be made more human which is to say more alive more loving more connected and more whole for having been of use for a mere moment for having used your opposable thumbs for having heeded the notice to care no day no day is a given. And here in here we are in this day. Praise song for this day, says the poet Elizabeth Alexander. Praise song for the struggle. Praise song for the day. Praise song for every hand-lettered sign, the figuring it out at kitchen tables. Praise song for tenderness, for diving in, for handling each other with care, every opportunity we have, every opportunity we have for sharing breath, breath of life, breath of hope, breath of love for as long, for as long as we are here. Amen. Ashe. And so may it